1: Four hacks to feed your family of five well for $360 a month. When I was nine and my sister was 11, my dad dropped us off at the mall with $100 each and said, I'll pick you up at three. That was how my sister and I did our school clothes shopping most years. If we wanted to keep up with the Joneses and buy $100 Nike Jordans, then, well, that was that for the year. Tough choices. In high school, my dad would give me a $20 bill for two weeks of lunch money, weekend money, etc., and I spent it as I saw fit. Through this, I learned how to spread my money out so that I'd have what I needed for an allotted period of time. Turns out, these are really helpful lessons. The exact same principles apply now when I grocery shop. We have a lump sum $360 in cash at the beginning of the month and we make it last till the end. So here's four things we do to make it work right every single month. Number one, shop with cash. You hesitate to buy frivolous things when you pay for it in cash. Number two, try it in the generic or store brand first. If I can't taste any less quality, no sense in paying more. Did you know it's often the exact same product from the factory in different packaging? A good example is canned tomatoes. Store brand every time. Bad example, generic brand Saran Wrap. You need the name brand. Trust me, I know from experience. Number three, kick brand loyalty to the curb. This is how I save a lot of money. I buy the item I need, but the brand that's on sale. Take almond milk, for example. I buy whatever brand is on sale every time. Butter, on sale, done. This can still be accomplished if you have specific requirements. For example, I don't want high fructose corn syrup in my bread, but among the, quote, healthy breads, there's always one that is the better deal that day. Shopping sales does not mean low quality. It means not being a sucker and choosing the better deal for the quality. Last one, number four, compare price by ounce. Per ounce price is usually listed in the top right-hand side of the sticker price, you can end up paying more for food that's just in a smaller package and that's not a deal. Some important side notes. First off, my family's monthly $360 does not include eating out, alcohol, or any home supplies. Just groceries. Number two, in season, key phrase there, fruits and vegetables are really affordable. It's not expensive to eat healthy. I just need to keep it seasonally appropriate. No fresh blueberries in December. Third, I have a regular shopping list note on my phone so I know what I normally buy at each store whenever I'm there. My husband and I also share an ongoing grocery list in the Todoist app so we can communicate current things we are out of so there's no guessing or doubling up on items. There are also a lot of things I would buy if we had more money budgeted but we feel like it's good for our hearts and minds to not buy everything we want. Our budget has increased by about $80 in recent years because we realized we wanted more margin for hospitality. Being frugal does not mean you cannot share, invite, and bring meals to people. The budget creates freedom, not restrictions. Prioritize, be smart, and make that budget work for you.
0: Hey guys, Mark Parrott here. You may know me from podcasts such as the one you're listening to right now, but what you may not know is that the way we're doing this Abraham's Wallet podcast is going back and recording audio versions of some of the articles we wrote back at the beginning, and eventually we'll work our way up to the current articles, but this podcast is for those who prefer to listen instead of read. Now, Lex was great, I was super excited that she wanted to record an episode with us, and honestly, I didn't really want to refer to my husband several times in an article that I was recording, so I'm glad she did it. Now, because Alexis wrote this article several years ago, I was excited to kind of come back and have her give us a little more color on how things have changed since she originally put down the words that you just heard. So now we're going to do a little interview with Alexis and maybe add some more color and some some evolution to the things that she said in her article a couple years back. So without further ado, I give you a post-article interview with the author herself, Alexis Tomlin. lex thanks for le- reading your uh, your blog post to us i just have a couple questions for people who might want uh more up-to-date answers on this post since you wrote it a few years ago the first thing that comes to my mind is that you your income as a family has gone up since you wrote this what's happened to the grocery budget are you guys still slogging it out on 360 bucks a month
1: so we went really crazy and we upped it to four hundred dollars so we increased with our increased income by forty dollars to four hundred dollars
0: a month and your your increase in income if i'm not mistaken was more than forty dollars a month yes all right is there anything that you would do differently now uh, or that you've changed that you've found is particularly useful to your family and the way you guys are grocery shopping
1: something i think would be helpful which i actually don't do very often is to do the ordering online and having the groceries be picked up because i think that would decrease a lot in impulse buys and really, some of the stores have, I think it's a $4.95 pickup fee. And I think that's totally worth it because you would save that for sure by just not roaming through the store, especially if you're hungry or your kids are whining in the cart and you're just are buying things because you're not really concentrating. So I think that would be helpful on the budget. And then it would make me plan ahead. I'm actually not a great meal planner. And... You have to actually think about your whole meal plan for the week if you're going to do ordering online to pick up. So I think that's something, an area I could actually grow in to make our budget be stretched out a little more.
0: You and your husband are really close friends of ours, so we have a little insight into your weekly rhythms. And I know that sometimes lately you guys have been at four different t-ball games and kids events and school What is in your pantry all the time for an inexpensive but easy to throw together last minute dinner?
1: So this is really not exciting, but when we have t-ball games, I usually pack a meal that oftentimes we eat in the car. So that would be peanut butter and jelly sandwich, raisins, maybe a piece of fruit And something I always buy on sale at Costco are those yogurts that come in the tubes that you can put in the freezer. And my kids love those. So I buy them on sale. I'll get like four boxes. And then we always have those on the go. Because if we don't, the second we get to the baseball park, the kids say that they're hungry and we buy super expensive, to me, unhealthy chips and pretzels And lots of things I don't want my family eating a lot. So we pack a really lame dinner in the car. And I'll even bring it to Nate at the field. (laughs) So he'll have like cheese and crackers at the field for dinner.
0: The other interesting thing about your family is that you have two boys that are rapidly changing from tiny little guys into what will eventually end at them being teenage young men. Has that changed the way you have to grocery shop?
1: I think what I try to do is get things that are a good deal that sustain them for longer. So things like buying the huge jars of peanut butter at Costco when they're on sale is totally worth it to me. They eat a lot of eggs. They eat hard-boiled eggs, so that's good for lunch or like a snack in between. And then we're big on smoothies, but I do it in a way that is more affordable. Like if we have some spinach going like that's on its last day, I'll put it in the freezer without doing anything with it. I just put it in a box, like a Tupperware box in the freezer. So we have that to add to smoothies. And then if my kids don't eat like half their banana in a lunch, I just have a Tupperware box that I put all of their leftover fruit in and then we throw it in a smoothie later. So I find with the kids a lot of... Peanut butter and eggs and smoothies, but not fancy smoothies like ones that taste really good, but that are really just savings from leftover fruit we have.
0: That's awesome. So, in my day job, I talk to people all the time who maybe they're two people, maybe they're a family, but they're spending two grand a month easy on groceries. And there's sort of an incredulous face I get when I say something like, you know, you could feed a family on $360 a month. What Do you think that the principles in the article you wrote could be applied to somebody who maybe isn't interested in going whole hog? Maybe they, they're really committed to organic foods or maybe they, who knows what their particular reason for wanting to spend more on groceries are. What are the principles that you would share with somebody who's not interested in going down to even 500 bucks a month, but maybe they'd like to go from 2,000 to 1,000 a month?
1: I think that's a good question. And yes, I do think it's possible. And I think the principles can apply. I recently have been trying some a different diet sort of loosely, which includes a lot of fish and organic when possible, which is obviously a challenge for my budget but what I've done same principle you just shop at stores that aren't consistently more expensive like stop going to the boutique local grocery store that's three times as much I found a package of wild-caught salmon at our grocery store they don't have them everywhere but called Winco that fed our whole family and it was on sale I think for six dollars it was frozen but it was wild-caught um, so shopping, if you're looking for organic, if you're looking for local, if you're looking for fish, I think is generally really expensive. You just need to shop the sales and you need to stop shopping at the grocery stores that you know are more expensive.
0: So just to close out, you know, you've, you've been trying this new diet and I'm curious, because the only other person I know who's been on this diet has won lots of Super Bowls, and it's Tom Brady. So do you feel like the, the things like not eating nightshades has really improved your throwing arm?
1: Well, I've always had a pretty amazing spiral, so it's a little hard to compare it to.
0: Okay, so you were starting from too, too high of a baseline to even, okay. Fair enough, well, thanks for uh, being on the wallet. All right, guys, there it is. Alexis Tunnel, friend of the wallet. Also just a friend of my wife and I. Um, Thanks, Lex, for being on the pod. And I would say, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, how can I help those poor guys out who are trying to make this podcast? One of the ways you can help us out would be to go to iTunes and leave us a review. Put some stars on it and tell people what you like. The other way you could help us out would be to share Abraham's wallet with a friend. Um, we, We don't make money off this sucker. We do it because we love you. So hope it's good. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with a new one. Bye.